Trigger warnings for Christian religious themes, possession, exorcism, hell, terminal illness, sexism, references to pregnancy, yelling, insults, reference to non-consensual sexual interactions, violence, injury, blood, fire, violent death, and death by terminal illness. I hope that list helps inform you on if you want to engage with this piece or not. Take care of yourselves. Now, I present As We Once Were, written by Eli Ramos and Bishop Sinclair, with the original concept by Inigo Sherwani for Astor Podcasting Network's Spooky Summer 2023 event. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'll be finished in just a moment. It was just another stubborn tangle. Oh, don't mind me. All beauty is pain. So I must look rather beautiful, seeing how much pain I'm in right now. Hopefully it won't take too long for the doctor to arrive, and this will all be over soon. However it ends. You'll be sending for the clergy too, then? As you requested, miss. One of the Sisters of Blessed Obedience. If you'd like to look over the letter you dictated before I seal it up... Yes, I think I'd like to. Give it here. To my dearest Eleanor. I humbly request your presence at the Howland Estate. I know it has been many years since we last saw each other, but I am in dire need of your assistance. You see, I have fallen quite ill, and while darling Lawrence has sent for all kinds of physicians and psychologists, I'm afraid none of their cures have taken hold. Back in university, you were the most promising doctor of our class, and if you will come, on an old friend's request, I would be honored to entrust my life to your capable hand, as I now entrust the writing of this missive to my caretaker, Norma. All my love, Miriam Howland. Careful! Those bags contain some of my most precious equipment. Drat. Unless my ears deceive me, I think you've broken some of my bottles. Really? I'd think Lawrence should have hired his own driver. <sighs> Thank you for delivering me to the Howland Estate. Now I expect you'll take your leave. Or, or Dr. Sheedy now, is it? My God, how many years has it been? Quite a few. How curious that you opened the door yourself. Where are your servants? Oh, <laughs> that, yes, well, most of my staff is on vacation. The weather's been lovely. They should be enjoying it. Besides, I figured that it would lessen any of the uh, nerves with all of us coming together for the first time in ages. Surely you understand. It seemed in Miriam's letter she mentioned a caretaker that was here. Ah, yes. That girl is so devoted to Miriam. Uh, what was her name? Nora, right. Yes, she's upstairs tidying up, I'm sure. So I, I won't bother her. I hope you won't mind that I have to be running back and forth to entertain you. I'll put the kettle on. I suppose you thought it was quite a surprise to hear from Miriam. Thought you two weren't writing to one another for a few years. We weren't. That's a pity. Uh, we were all so close back then. 
You, me, Miriam, and... Oh, you don't mean you actually invited. Paloma! Good afternoon, Lawrence. And please, you may call me Sister Paloma de Francis. Oh, Paloma. We're among friends. No need for such formality. Sit. The tea should be done in just a moment. I can't believe you did this. Lawrence Howland, you are the most pig-headed, inconsiderate, overblown... Come now, Dr. Sheedy. It's not Mr. Howland who invited me. It was Miriam. She and I were friends long before you two were, so I hope you don't think you're more special to her. Or me. Oh, don't be so smug, Paloma. And you shouldn't act quite so friendly either, Lawrence. May I remind you, your wife called on both of us because she's ill. Well... The fact that she called in a member of the clergy makes me think she had very little confidence in your ability to cure her. What she needs is the Lord's help. If anything, I would assume your role here is extraneous. What, do you think praying over her bedside will do anything for her at all? Shall you put a rosary on her? Smack her hands with a ruler if she reaches for a sweet? Ladies, ladies, please! As I said, we're among friends. I'm sure Miriam expressed her desire for you to be here because she wanted to see you all. I trust in both of you to lift her spirits and bring her back to health. Bergamot for you, Eleanor. English breakfast for you, Paloma. Thank you. And... Don't you think we should invite Miriam down? If not for tea, at least for dinner. I'm afraid her condition doesn't see her getting out of bed much. We could go up to her, but... uh, I recommend that I tell you a little more about what happened. I was just about to suggest that. She wasn't very elaborate in her descriptions when she wrote me. You both know that Miriam has always been a little delicate. There's something in her nature that makes one want to protect her desperately. And when we married and she became a Howland, I was fully expecting that the family would accept her into the fold. However, it it was there that her disposition began to disagree with my family. After the first six months of our marriage, with no news of a child on the way, my parents began to question me. I, I saw a great many doctors myself, but there were no issues there. The problem then, with Miriam. We moved out to this countryside hoping that the weather would do her health some good. But one year passed, then two, then three. We sought out all sorts of medical professionals in hopes to deal with her issues, but suffice to say, nothing resolved. I suppose to some degree that may have begun to take a toll on her mentally as well, And though I have no shortage of money, I think the servants couldn't stand how they tended to a mostly empty manor, so here's where you come in. I have hired one other medical professional for my own sanity, but I suppose Miriam's trust in you must be guided by something. I fail to see how exactly Sister Paloma factors into this. It's hard to know what's good for you when you're so sick. She may have wanted my help as we share a similar weakness. As you're aware, the Sisters of Blessed Obedience really brought me closer to his mission for me. Maybe this will reassure her. 
even the smallest bit. Perhaps she just wanted someone to pray for her. I believe she needs to feel as if someone supports her. Ah, Nora! Good timing. Could you take Paloma and Eleanor's bags to their rooms? Right away, sir. I'll take my bags myself. What I really would like to do is ascertain the issue with Mrs. Howland. If I do that, I may not need to stay the night at all. If you're going, I'll go too. Please, your tea! I came here to do a job, not for pleasantries. Take me there. Please, follow me. Oriole. Pardon? Orioles, Sister Paloma. Mrs. Howland keeps a variety of birds in the cages up in her room. If you can hear them... I do. Then I suppose this grand door is to her room? It is. One moment. A key? Does the door lock from the outside? Yes, it does. I take security very seriously. I had custom keys and locks specially fitted for each room in the house. Can't have people disturbing her, can I? And well, it's not like she can get up to lock the room herself. It just made more sense this way. I should warn you that Mrs. Howland has been doing very poorly as of late. She may not seem her usual self. Miriam! My word, you look awful! Lord, you're so pale. But the color in your cheeks... Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Paloma, get a hold of yourself. Miriam is ill. She needs medical attention, not your prayers. Miriam, dear, I'm here. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make you well. It's grand to see you, too. As you can tell, I'm getting plenty of rest, and my fever is... High. Your fever is high. You should have called on me sooner, you know. Oh, well, it'll go down soon enough. I'm sure that with you two here, I'll be just fine. All the preparations have been made. With all due respect, I've no idea why you called her here. Eleanor, now is not the time. Shouldn't I be among friends? I'm sure Norma said something to that effect. (coughs) (coughs) Oh dear, I do think that the room is spinning. Miriam, you mustn't speak too much. Let the Lord heal you. I should help her fever go down. Uh, Do we have a rag and some water? There's a bowl of water I keep by her bedside, but the laundry's not finished yet. Not to worry. Take my handkerchief, Paloma. I have no need of it. High fever, breathing impaired, pulse very faint and slow, dehydration and some sort of respiratory distress, pale skin, glassy eyes, this is much more serious than I anticipated. I've decided, I'll be staying for the next few days to look after you. If Sister Paloma is right on one thing, it's that you shouldn't be straining yourself. Well, thank God that no incidents have happened now. Laura, to the rooms, please. Thank you for taking care of her. I do care quite a lot, you know. As do I. Oh, I'm sure you do. Pray tell, whatever could you mean? Don't act like you don't know. (sighs) Isn't that just like her, leaving so suddenly? (laughs) It was nice having you all together for 
a moment, you know, as we once were. Miriam? Miriam! What's gotten into her? Miriam! I did tell you, she hasn't been herself as of late. You're lucky. This time she's been quiet. I think that's all the excitement she can handle today. So, out we go. I think I'll stay a little while. I'd like to make a full report of her vitals and make sure she's at least a little stronger before I leave. As you like. Come along, everyone else. Uh, Irma, I'll take the key and lock up after Eleanor's done. I'm sorry I came so late, Miriam. I... I will take care of you. Whatever I may be able to do for you, I shall do it, no matter what it takes. Damned house creaking. Dark and empty and horribly foreboding. I can't get a wink of sleep. Lawrence? Paloma? Oh, it's so dark. I'd better move carefully and find a candle or something. What in the world are these? Scratch marks. In the wood. And with this ornate door frame, this must be Miriam's room. How did I not notice these before? Uh, Miriam? Are you alright in there? I should call the maid, have her unlock the door. Let me out! I want to get out! Miriam, stop! Eleanor, you never wrote. You never came back. Even when I needed you. Even at my wedding. But I'm here now! Too late. Someone! Anyone! Eleanor, stand back! Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. What in the hell was that? You may be exactly right. That that utterly unnatural strength and bestial rage. The incidents Lawrence referred to? The maid did say she wasn't acting herself. Even the birds were acting strangely. Dr. Sheedy, you think I was called here for no reason, but I know now that I was. I have reason to believe that Miriam may be possessed by a devil, and that is the kind of problem that you and your medicine cannot solve. Oh, Sister Paloma, you can't be so desperate as to invent reasons to be here. Why you even stayed the night, I'm not sure. I may very well have just saved your life from the demon trapped in that room. Doesn't it make sense? That's why Lawrence keeps the door locked. That's why she asked me to... Never mind. Why should I expect you to have stopped being a skeptic? 
you're still as pedantic and dismissive as ever. And you've never stopped running away. <sighs> Funny criticism coming from you. If I recall, of all of us, you disappeared first. And you second. You even went so far as to join a convent. Why even do that? You've never explained what inspired that ridiculous move. <sighs> I know, in my soul, that I was always second to Miriam. Among our classmates, our teachers, our friends, even you. You only ever came to me after Lawrence proposed to her. Paloma. Don't pretend that wasn't the case. Everyone knew. I knew. I knew she was prettier than me. She's always been kinder, smarter. I was only a candle to her sunlight. You turning your attentions to me, it, it stirred something inside me, Eleanor. Yet, even when you and I were together, I could tell that there was a wall between us. After she became engaged, you closed off your heart. And perhaps I followed suit. So you're saying you ran off because you were jealous of Miriam? My jilted lover? Is that it? No. You've always been so stubborn, haven't you? I became a sister of blessed obedience to get away from it all. From you. From her. From Lawrence. Somewhere where I was no longer the second choice. I went somewhere that I thought could reform my weak will. I suppose I'll still be paying my penance for that sin. It's late. You should go. Shouldn't you as well? It doesn't sound like we're needed here anymore. I still have something I need to do. For that same penance. Good night, Eleanor. Ugh. Fine. Suit yourself. Perhaps Miriam need not have invited her old friends after all. What good could a nun do for her? Though I suppose old company is welcome in these times. Huh? Ah! Damned bird! Get me out of my wits, especially this late at night. Go! Shoot! 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 Go on now! To your nest! Bastard. It's far too late to be on your own. What now? Certainly there wasn't enough wind to. Well, doesn't matter. Simply relight it and... Oh, damn you. Where did I... Of course, at all the hours. Though I could have waited until morning. Ugh. Good lord, when did Moira let it get so cold? Certainly she's lit at least one fireplace. I'll only be out for a moment, and in the morning, a stern warning about letting the manor go frigid. Ugh. Ugh. I wouldn't want Miriam to freeze along in her room. I'm sure. I should go check on her. Ah, Paloma, what a surprise! What are you doing at this hour, and outside Miriam's room? 
Lawrence, I hadn't heard you coming. I was... I was ensuring that Miriam was well. We prayed together. She agrees, it seems, that having me here is just as beneficial as Eleanor. Of course she does. Or she would not have written to you. I'm certain you overheard one of her episodes then. But if I may, do you have a match? It's rather cold in here. I was going to light the fireplace in my room and- It is? I haven't noticed. What do you mean you haven't noticed? Lawrence, explain to me. What do you mean by Miriam's incidents? Seizures, the doctor called them. Well, not our beloved Dr. Sheedy, as she hasn't seen them in action. But I'm sure that she would agree with the assessment. I wouldn't worry about it too much. The professionals I enlisted the help of simply called it nerves. These fits. Knowing that she was barren, it was simply too much for her to bear. You understand, surely. Did she ever seem particularly frantic during these episodes? Perhaps even stronger than she once was? Ah, so you did witness one of them then. <laughs> Paloma, what are you getting at? Nothing, Lawrence. I'm just spiritually concerned for Miriam. Her very soul must be shattered by the heartbreak of such news. Oh, certainly, certainly. But I fail to understand what such a thing would have to do with her fits. You're not proposing, Sister De Francis, that she's become possessed by the devil? I simply think that she may be in more need of spiritual assistance than I previously thought. It's quite a miracle, then, that I decided to stay the night. So it should seem. Thank God. Why don't you head to bed? You must be tired from the trip here, and being up so late, you should really be more considerate of your own needs. Of course. Ah, and your match. I think I have one more left with me. Here you are. Good night, then, Lawrence. Right. Now perhaps I can fix this frigid temperature, and then off to bed. <sighs> Lawrence, darling, is that you out there? Miriam! What? You should be asleep! Truly, you need your rest much more than I, considering your state. Please, why don't you go back to bed? No. Miriam, darling, now is not the time for little nose. You really should rest. I insist. No. I'm serious, dear. This is not the time. You are ill, and you should rest. Hasn't your beloved Eleanor said the same? It's quite late. You never did listen, did you, Lawrence? What? You prove my point, Lawrence Allen. You truly do not know how to listen, do you? Don't you love me, Lawrence? Then why do you never hear me? I, I, I haven't the faintest idea what you're talking about. Of course I listen, Miriam. I always do. But I'm afraid this conversation is over. There you go again, Lawrence Allen. Always commanding. Always demanding such obedience. Just like your father. And his father. And his. And his. And his. You're not... Oh, Lord. 
You don't sound like Miriam. Just who the devil are you, and what are you doing in my wife's room? It's far too late to be on your own. What? What happened? What just happened? I, I need to. I think I need to rest. I've been up far too long. Nerves, perhaps. No. I shan't wake Paloma. I'll simply... I'll... 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 Be gone! Get out! I don't have any time for your nuisance! I don't mean to disturb you, Dr. Sheedy, but Master Howland called for you all. The medical professional he called for arrived just ten minutes ago. I'll be down shortly. I hope you slept well last night. I don't know how I could have. And it doesn't look like Sister Paloma fared much better. Yet I was still up earlier than you were. And what a strong temperament you have for that. I suspect a nun must normally wake quite early. Good morning to you, Dr. Sheedy. Might I interest you in a biscuit? I'm quite all right. To whom do we owe the pleasure? Mm, I introduced myself to your compatriots already, but I'm Dr. Darren Capaldi. I'm a psychologist. When you said you hired someone for your own sanity yesterday, I didn't think you meant it quite so literally. I didn't want to scare you off, but what you heard last night from Miriam is not an unusual occurrence. And while I mean no offense, Sister Paloma, I thought there might be some mental strain causing her behaviors. I assure you, it is not. Oh, I think I'll be the judge of that. But before her, I actually think it might be worthwhile for me to speak to all of you. And why is that? Surely you can't be after gossip. Oh, good things come from being open and candid, my dear. And I did pay for him, so let's all have a go at it. <laughs> well, who shall I start with? Well, ladies first. I'll excuse myself. Then I guess I'll be starting with the lovely Sister de Francis here. As you wish. Oh, Eleanor, do feel free to take a look wherever you'd like. I'm an open book. God, I cannot stand that man. A lot friendlier looking in the daytime. Though I wonder how Miriam might be doing now. What is this on the floorboards? Is this... wax? Dr. Sheedy. Miriam? Is that you? It is, and it is not. You don't sound like yourself. I think you'd better lie down again. There is nothing you can do now. All that is left to do is to wait for the end. What do you mean by that? Maid, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Unlock this door at once. Right away. Ugh, the smell! What on earth happened to all the birds? Oh my! They're all dead! But I just heard them chirping yesterday. Perhaps some noxious gas or some parasite. 
<gasps> Open the window! Her pulse is dangerously slow. I'll fetch your bags. Don't bother. I know my medication bottles are nothing but broken glass. What have you been treating her with? Here, ma'am. It's all the medication Master Howland has gotten. Powdered lead and iron, catswort, mercury, hemlock, opium, henbane? Good lord, he must have been desperate. These are of no use to me now, though. <coughs> Eleanor. Dear, I thought you were lost for a moment. Leave us. As you wish. I can hardly see. It is you there, isn't it? It is, love, it is. I feel so feverish. And everything aches, even behind my eyes. At least I have my birds. Uh, yes, you do. I can hear them singing. They sound so beautiful. Always lifting my spirits. Almost like I could take off with them. It's nice to have them when everything feels so empty. Where have all our staff gone, do you think? I saw them one day, and they were all gone the next. All except for... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very good, Paloma. I quite appreciate you sharing. I think it might be your turn soon, Eleanor. I should go. Please don't. Stay. I can't. And you couldn't. Even back then. Uh, don't say that. Don't you recall? You said there was no future together. Because we didn't have one. We still don't. You're wrong, Eleanor. It's only me who has no future. I'm here to treat you. I promise you'll get well. Like I said yesterday. Your promises are empty if you can't face the truth. And what am I not facing, exactly? I've been as upfront and honest as I've ever been. <laughs> but know that that's not the truth, Doctor. Not even the half of it. Then what do you want from me? A confession? <sighs> is that what this is, then? Am I to confess my sins? The sick are close enough to God to hear it. Fine. Fine. It's... It's as you say. I know I was wrong, but I... I'm too ashamed. But I know I'm not the only one lying here. Even if some people act as if they have no secrets, I can't shake this strange feeling I've gotten ever since I came here. This house is beautiful, but there's something terribly wrong here. I may not see anything, but there's something terribly, terribly wrong here. That indeed is the truth. If you insist on leaving again, then go, but take this key to Lawrence's desk. Your answers are all around you, but this should unlock the final piece. And one more thing, listen carefully. Thank you.
I'd better be quick. Maybe the key Miriam gave me will work. These are financial statements on the Howland estate. I don't understand why Miriam wanted me to look at these. Lawrence said he had no shortage of money. And it seems like he was telling the truth. Though perhaps that has to do with him firing all of the staff. If that's all he lied about, I suppose. Eleanor? Paloma! I thought you were still downstairs. You know, Lawrence is expecting you downstairs, not sneaking around in his study. I don't think that's any way to treat your host. I'm not interested in playing any parlor games with a phony like that. Ugh, you're always doubting things. You know, I think you should speak to someone. It might help. I don't believe some hack like Capaldi has anything to offer me. And besides, if you're trying to proselytize to me, save it for someone who will listen. God listens. Maybe you don't mind begging on your knees, day after day, and nothing ever happening. But I do. I'm certain you don't get all the things you pray for, either. That much is true. But, as the other sisters say, if you can't hear him, you may not be listening hard enough. You know I loathe waiting for something that never comes. It's better to save your breath and not call out to begin with. Don't you think that's how Miriam and Lawrence felt? How I felt? All those years waiting for someone who would never reply? What did you do with our letters anyways? Let them pile up in your mailbox? Burn them? Did you even read a single one? Of course I did. That's why I'm here. I read every single one. Then why did you never write back until now? When it was too late? Why is everyone giving up on her? I don't think you know what Miriam said in her letter to me. Dear Paloma de Francis, I hope that the convent has been treating you well. As one of my nearest friends for such an important part of my life, and as a member of the cloth, I have an odd request to make of you. I hope it does not make you think less of me. For years, I have been dealing with an illness that I find I can no longer bear. I have become something other than myself as of late, and nothing has provided answers. I do not want you to trouble yourself too much, but if you could perform the following spiritual task, it would grant me much peace of mind in the case unthinkable happens. I must ask that you keep it a secret. You know how Lawrence can get when he thinks I'm on some flight of fancy. What did she ask you to do? You'll only laugh. At a dying woman's wishes. Your skepticism has a nasty sting. But fine. She requested that at 3.33 in the morning, I light candles and place them around her door in a certain pattern. Then today, I was meant to do the same thing, again at 3.33, and, well, burn some items for her. An item each, from myself, you, and Lawrence. I see. You already had my handkerchief. But you couldn't find something from Lawrence. He's an exceedingly gracious host, and I couldn't very well steal something from under his nose. Why even do this, then? Because Miriam, my best friend, asked me to. Sounds like she was going through something she felt only the Lord could help her with. But 
Her sources must be wrong. I've never seen such intricate instructions, less a task and more a ritual. Which is why I feared she may be possessed by something already. And if I complete this, it may only serve to give it strength. Yet you're still standing here. I've let her down already. I was also guilty of the sin of abandoning Miriam, just like you. If you read her letters, then you knew. She wrote us both when she struggled to fit in with the Howlands, when she failed to bear a child. Things she couldn't even tell her husband, that he didn't even know that she'd written us about. But neither of us came to her side. Eventually, she stopped writing. And I didn't think to respond because I couldn't get over my own complex about her. She begged me to come, and I failed her. I can't do that to her again. So no matter what happens, I'm still a sister of blessed obedience. And I will follow the instructions in this letter to its conclusion, no matter what it may be. the half-hour chime. I must go, quickly! If it doesn't matter what exactly the item is, take one of these financial statements, then. I doubt he'll miss it. Thank you, Eleanor. It's for old time's sake. Some secret to show me, Miriam. Is this a letter? addressed to Lawrence. Why keep this locked up? I suppose the girls have left us to have all the fun to ourselves. I suppose so. How sad. I quite enjoyed hearing Paloma's confessions. I never would have guessed she thought of herself as less than Miriam. Mm, you know as well as I how women compare themselves. Certainly. Although I'd say it's hardly a fair comparison between the two of them. <laughs> really, I'm most curious about Eleanor. She's always been really closed off. Even when we were in college together. How so? <sighs> oh, you know. She was your... Typical aloof genius. Always quick to write off a social event to go study. Leaving a night at the pub with the excuse that she had class in the morning. She humored our class, but you could tell she mostly was tolerating us. Except Miriam. <laughs> My wife was the first person to ever make Eleanor smile. Ah, drat. Here you go running a session for me without an audience. Typically, my sessions don't have an audience, you know. I am a doctor, not a sideshow. Hmm. Just thought it might be fun to reminisce about memories together. Like when Paloma talked about when we all used to sneak drinks into the library. <laughs> not that we really had to sneak them in, but the thrill of it all was delightful. I don't know why she feels so guilty about it. Right. Do you miss those days a lot, then? Of course I do, yes. Things were easier back then. Far easier. I guess that's how it is when you're barely adults. <laughs> Eleanor might have been standoffish, but she was still quite fun when you got her in a good mood. She wasn't stingy with her booze, 
and she could be witty when she deigned to speak to you. And Paloma, on the other hand, she was so wild back then. <laughs> She'd do any dare you gave her, no questions asked. Ah, <sighs> That's one way I wish Miriam was like Paloma. More daring? <sighs> More obedient, I guess. Though if she were a nun, I suppose it would have been bad for us. <laughs> what do you mean by that? All these questions. This is typically how a psychologist session works. Right. And well, you're here to treat her anyways. So I shouldn't stop myself from chattering away. <sighs> Before Miriam really fell ill, do you know what she kept telling me? What words she told me over and over again? I assume not something you were willing to hear. No. Everything I asked of her, she said no. No to helping manage the household when our servants abandon us. No to corresponding with the doctors I asked her to speak to. To pleasing my mother and father. Even when she fell ill, she refused help from the professionals I sought. Would not give away her things she had no use for. Nothing I suggested to her pleased her, and she had zero interest in compromise. So what could I do but try to take care of things myself? Hmm. What exactly made you believe her ailment was psychological in nature? As I said, I gave her many chances to speak to different medical professionals, most of which were physical. She could not bear a child. Then she fell ill. Barely leaves her bed. She's deteriorated in mind, body, and spirit due to her failure, I suspect. Perhaps it's been too much for her to handle. She loves taking care of things these days. Which proves to me she wants a child. She begged for us to keep Norma here. Perhaps she sees her as a daughter of sorts. And she suddenly developed an interest in birds. Suddenly? Miss Sheedy. Ah, Eleanor! You startled me. So you wanted to keep us company after all. If you knew anything about Miriam, you'd know that she's always loved birds. She always treasured that locket you gave her. The one that made it seem like a bird was flying to a cage when you spun it around. I hardly remember that. <laughs> you have quite the memory, Eleanor. I'm excited to hear you explain yourself. I think you should explain yourself first. <laughs> There's that frigid look on her face. Look. Whatever are you talking about? This. Where did you get that? From your desk. Miriam gave me the key. I, I thought you said she was too weak to do anything. She is. I don't know how she could have gotten a hold of that, although I thought I felt a hand in my pocket last night. But it couldn't have been her. I, I was in my own bed. It doesn't matter. What matters is what this letter says. To Lawrence. While we are pleased with the rate that you've expanded the mining operations both here and overseas, we are still concerned with your ability to pass on the company. You're quickly approaching 35 with no heir in sight. If you intend to stay with your current wife, who, as of our last medical examination of her, remains barren, you would do well to seek other means of having a child. 
may we suggest the marriage you were supposed to enter? Our operations could have expanded much farther if you had married into the Fogart Diamond Corporation, and they assured us they would make their daughter amenable. However, if you're so insistent on always having it your way, we'll propose a deal. We still own 51% of the company, which means we have 100% of power over you. Make sure we receive news of an heir before the year is up, or your share of the company falls back to 0%. Good luck, son. The Howlands. Oh my. You weren't supposed to read that. No one was supposed to see it at all. So that's why you kept it locked up. Underneath all your financial statements. Which, by the way, is another thing you've lied about. Hiding something isn't lying about it. There's nothing wrong with simply shaping the narrative. <laughs> you know what we used to call you in school, Lawrence? Lying Lawrence. The professor lets me off easy. She loves me. I could use the money. You know my parents don't send me any funds. Oh, I promise. It's big. Ah, so it's Freud. I am not the only one holding secrets! She was too! I know she was unfaithful. Miriam would never. It is rich hearing that coming from you, Eleanor. Don't think she didn't tell me that you were sneaking around behind my back, kissing her when we were all together in college. Who's a liar now? Sneaking behind your back? You two didn't even date until I... Until I... Until I... Until you what? None of your business, Capaldi. <sighs> Until I rejected her. I told her we didn't have a future together because I was afraid. I fretted so much over what other people would think of me. Constantly worried with the way they would perceive me. I didn't stop to think how it might have hurt her because by being with you, she hurt me so badly. Because you're pathetic, Lawrence. You may be rich, but you lack in every other department. Except perhaps how well you can play the role of someone who is far more competent than you will ever be. You don't even care for Miriam. Not the way I did. Well, congratulations, Eleanor. You missed your chance. She's mine now! She's not some object. That's what they all say. You think you're better than me? Whatever you think of her, whatever Miriam you think you loved, is so far in the past. It's pathetic to me that you've held on to it for so long. At least with me, I can change her. I can make her what she's supposed to be. What does that mean? Don't play dumb with me. You read that letter. I need an heir. She's supposed to be the mother, and I have given her medicine after medicine to fix it. Those bottles you had. All of them were fertility drugs. But you can't administer those all at the same time. And they'd have to be in controlled doses. The legitimate medicines, at least. Any doctor would know that. There you people go again, trying to tell me what I can do. I can decide what I do. I don't need stingy accountants, prying doctors, arranged marriages, or anything. I can decide for myself. But the one person who can't leave is Miriam. She had to stay to prove me right. What's going on? So if anyone gets in my way, I can cut them down to size. I can fire them, I can kick them out. In fact, I'll do it now! Eleanor, you're no longer welcome at the Howland Estate! Leave! 
You can't tell me you don't hear that ruckus. Don't change the goddamn subject! Hurry! Who has the key? Which key? The one for Miriam's door. I'm not strong enough. I shouldn't have obeyed. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Calm down, Paloma. What in God's name are you talking about? That devil in the room up there. Call your maid, Lawrence. We must buy ourselves some time. She's coming. You control yourself. I'll call her. Aurora! That's impossible. Why not? She has her damn birds. Because the birds were all dead up there. The finches, the nightingales, the blackbirds. I can't open them. What? That's impossible. None of these doors lock. Yes. All the birds had died. The finches, the nightingales, even the blackbirds. You trapped us in here? I knew I should have fired all of you! Lawrence, answer me honestly. Do you know what kinds of birds you bought for her? That was all of them! What does that have to do with anything? Because she said something yesterday, before we went in. Something about Orioles. I would have remembered if I bought those. Again, I fail to see how this matters right now. But it wasn't about Orioles at all. I would appreciate if you would use my name. It's Norma. Miss Norma Capel, if you please. And I have a very special friend I invited you all to meet. So please, avert your eyes and bow your heads to meet our friend. Unless, of course, you want your eyes to be burnt out. Ah! So bright! Look away, you fool! It's nice to see us all together again, isn't it? in the world. She shouldn't be able to walk, should she? No. Look at her ankles. The angle. They're twisted unnaturally. She shouldn't even be able to stand, let alone walk. Thank, Thank you all for being here. here. Our faithful, faithful servant, servant Norma called you here for one very specific purpose. Ah, but there's an intruder in our midst. What are you doing? Get away from me! Be, Be not, not afraid, afraid Darren Capaldi. You simply do not belong here. I shall send you home. What do you mean? I warn you again, do not look directly at- Don't touch me! What even are you? Saints above. I don't think I've ever seen something like you. You're so... So bright. Not today. Such, Such a, a pity. pity. I suppose that's one way to send him home. <sighs> what, what are, are you, you doing? doing? Forgive me for not recognizing you earlier. I'd assumed, or, or rather, I suppose I didn't quite believe it would be you. You're an archangel, aren't you? Indeed. But rise, Sister Paloma de Francis. You should not kneel before me. Not before I have passed my judgment. For I am the Archangel Ariel, Keeper of Wisdom, Bearer of the Flame, and Angel of Repentance. And I have come to inhabit the body of one Miriam Howland, because for all of you, the wages of sin must be.
be paid. Uh, Miriam, go back to bed. I don't know what witchcraft or delusion has taken a hold of you, but I hope you won't neglect your other wifely duty. Even the Bible says that you shall obey your husband as your master. No, Lawrence Howland. As long as I remain animating the body of Miriam, I shall stand and bear witness to your confessions, and she shall not obey. Then what do you want? Each of you has failed failed Miriam in your own way. way. I I want want only only to bring bring justice. (laughs) And what makes her so special? Uh, Don't tell me some angel comes down every time someone gets their feelings hurt. Feelings hurt? What you did? What all of you did to Miss Miriam? It deserved the wrath of someone far greater than I. I prayed every day, every night, every second that the pains that Miss Miriam continued to suffer from would end. I just wanted her to be soothed in her final days if it were to come to that. And then one day, Oriel answered, saying that they had heard my plea. I did not know the rituals, and though I offered my body as the vessel, Oriel wanted Miriam, and she wanted them, because she still wants to forgive all of you. So I listened carefully to Mr. Howland's accounts of the past, for it was Miriam's past too. I spoke back softly of the good old days, the ones he missed, softening his heart to your appearance here. Miriam and Oriel had to be tethered together to allow Oriel to finish the work here. Only Sister Paloma could execute the ritual to enable full possession and Dr. Sheedy would make Miriam's health strong enough that she could tolerate the presence of an angel inside her mortal form. You mean to say you manipulated all of us into being here so that thing inside my wife could threaten us all? I shall do you no harm unless your penance calls for it. Penance. (laughs) Sister Paloma, why is it that you again kneel before me? I am deeply sorry for all my transgressions against Miriam, Archangel Oriel. I know what I've done wrong. I ignored and belittled her for years because of my own insecurities. I claimed to walk in the path of God when I myself failed one of the spiritual duties bestowed unto me. I did not comfort the afflicted or come to her aid when she asked of me. I was weak, so weak. Rise and and claim your your judgment. But I also, I was weak of heart. I grew jealous of Miriam and I sinned with Eleanor and I grew more jealous still. You are wrong. I will not pass judgment on that which is not a sin. For what else you have confessed to me, though, I shall weigh them accordingly. Face me, Paloma de Francis. Wait, no! (gasps) What Dr. Capaldi said was true. You... you are... you're divine. Obedient one, until your dying day you will carry this abandonment you cast upon her. For the way you ran from her, you shall never find yourself in one place for too long. And as your penance, you must always find it in you to help those in need, no matter the cost and no matter how thankless the job. But you will no longer live in the shadow of your friend. Carry her memory as a light inside of you, a burning coal in your stomach. Now swallow it. Amen. Paloma, your hands, your mouth, they're blistering. 
<laughs> what should we do? For her? We need to cool her down. These could be second or third degree. Not for Paloma, for us! I'm not telling that monster anything! Look how it burned her! How it mangled Dr. Capaldi! Yes, but unlike Darren, at least her eyes didn't liquefy and burst out of her skull. Lawrence. You're not tricking me, whatever you are. What the hell kind of angel would punish a bride of Christ like that? Maybe Paloma's fooled by what you're doing. But my wife would never do such a thing. You were so sweet to me, Lawrence. When we first married, I was convinced no one would love me the way I wanted to be loved. You showered me with affection and gifts. For a while, I felt truly happy. But as time passed, that changed. I was just a way to prove your parents wrong. But you were still shackled by them, weren't you? Oh, Lawrence. Poor, poor Lawrence. You found yourself in a pattern that runs deep in your blood. You thought you could break it, didn't you? In rebellion, you tasted defeat over and over again. And instead of freeing yourself from the generational greed of your forebears, you chained your wife as well. You kept her locked in that room. You caged her. You failed her. Here's the key, Oriole. Thank, Thank you, you, Norma. Huh? Oh, Unhand me! I've done nothing wrong! Answer truthfully. Did you make a deal with your progenitors to exploit your wife in exchange for money? Jesus! <coughs> Money that would have supported you too, Miriam! I was looking out for us! Ah. Did you fire your staff after they spoke out against your treatment of her, isolating her even further? I, I let you keep the girl, didn't I? And look what trouble it's brought all of us! Did you force Miriam to take all manner of medications, ones that only serve to progress her illness? You took them because you knew they would make you better, didn't you? Just because I didn't tell you exactly what each one was, didn't I spend night and day taking care of you? When you wouldn't even... Perform your wifely duties. I was caring for us, Miriam. You must know that. Did you ever, ever take no for an answer? I have done nothing wrong. I am a good man. A successful one who followed all the rules to the letter. Everything I have done, I have done for you. And it is you who failed me over and over again. If anyone should be judged now, it should be you, Miriam. I trusted you, Lawrence. I loved you. If you loved me, you would have done what I asked. A man who believes he is faultless in the face of all evidence against him has no repentance in his heart. You claim no wrongdoing in spite of the evidence against you witnessed by all present today. Lawrence, you are no Christ-like husband. You're a coward. You cannot answer me without spitting back that it's been you in the right. 
Face me, Lawrence Howland. You're... My lord, you're horrifying! Until you find it in your heart to repent, you will suffer the lake of fire, in the depths which only people as yourself have known. Bound as you bound your wife, sick and helpless, crying out as Miriam has cried so many times before, you will be bound until you can answer for your wrongdoing honestly. So burn, Lawrence Howland. Burn eternal in the lake of fire. Oh no, wait! I'm innocent! And your lying tongue will be forfeit to me, voiceless as you took her voice. Such is the price of your sin. Now, Eleanor Sheedy, will you face your retribution, or will you try to run? (coughs) Eleanor. I know. I will face it. All my life, I've told myself that I was above emotions. That in order to do the work that I wanted to, in order to win, I had to push all of those things aside. But when I met you, Miriam, you made me start to feel things. Things I had never felt before. And instead of opening my heart to a new possibility, I felt like you had saddled me with unnecessary burdens. To others, the future felt terribly uncertain. But to me, it was the only thing I worked towards. The only solid thing in life was the fact that the future would come at us, day after day, relentless and unforgiving. I couldn't picture you there, Miriam, without it shaking the very foundation of what I built for myself. It would have been admitting defeat in my fight against time, against predicting where my trajectory might go. If I was a better woman, I could have been with you, but I was not, so I rejected you. I forfeited my love for you to win that imaginary war, walked away from all of my friends, and in doing so, I put us all on a path of suffering. Miriam, I never meant to make you feel like you couldn't be loved. I did love you, years ago but we can never be the people we were back then again. It's all but a distant memory, as we once were. But to that girl from before, and the broken woman standing before me, I am sorry. Rise and claim your judgment, Eleanor Sheedy. Gaze upon this face. Miriam. You're radiant. There's that smile I always worked so hard for. Cold-hearted one, you will never again revel in your detachment from your emotions, nor gloat in your superiority. For all your days on Earth, you will know the suffering you cast upon others. 
You shall be shunned as you turned your nose up at all beside you. You shall feel the sting of inferiority as you have made others feel inferior. You shall do all of this and know that you, yourself, are only to blame. Rise and face your penance. As you have cut others' hearts on the edge of a blade, so yours shall be. May you feel its sting. <laughs> All penances have been served accordingly. My duty as Archangel here has come to a close. What about... <coughs> Miriam? What will become of her now? I am sorry, Sister Paloma. The tethering process that you performed was necessary because Miriam was already dead, in a manner of speaking. It is only by my grace that she has retained one small flicker of life. However, if you would like, I can allow her last words with all of you. Please. I think we all would like to say our goodbyes. Including Norma. So it shall be done. My friends, I'm sorry that it's only my passing that brought us all back together. But there's the happiness in that, that I was able to see you all again. Eleanor, Paloma, I miss those many happy days we spent together in college. And Norma, I cherish the support and comfort you brought me in some of the worst times. I can only hope that this goodbye will not be as final as it seems now. But I forgive you. I truly do. And I love you all dearly. Farewell. May we meet again someday. <sighs> what should we do now? I'm going to bury Miss Miriam. And then I'm going to go far away from this place. May this house and the rest of the Howlands crumble to dust. I wish you all the best wherever you go. It's fortunate that you were all touched by an angel. I can only hope you will heed what they said. May, May God, God be, be with, with you, you both. Do you think what she said is true? What do you mean? That we'll meet her again someday. I'm not sure. I do have one last thing I need to do here, though. Paloma, I should apologize to you, too. I used you to bury my grief all those years ago, not realizing how much pain it caused you. My unkindnesses to you have been too many to count. I hope that you could forgive me. In time, perhaps I will. <laughs> For now, though, we should leave the past behind us. And the future, uncertain as it is, will have to wait. Come, now. I'll put the kettle on. There's much lost time to make up for. And we've all the time in the world now.
Hi there, Eli Ramos here, one of the writers and actors of As We Once Were, written for Astro Podcasting Network's Spooky Summer 2023 event. If you liked this episode, check out some of the other episodes we released on Astro Podcasting Presents and on the network, and we'd love it if you'd share it with your friends and rate and review it wherever you're listening to us. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mixeliramos, that's M-X-E-L-I-R-A-M-O-S. We're currently hosting a Patreon drive from August 1st, 2023 to September 30th, 2023. If you pledge during the drive at any tier from our $2 a month to our $20 a month, you'll help unlock new content for everyone who's currently pledging. We have lots of content we're really excited to share, so please spread the word and pledge if you want to support Astro Podcasting Network. Our voice talents are as follows. Nagisa as Miriam Howland, Eli Ramos as Paloma de Francis and Norma Capel, Chitrika Budamagunta as Eleanor Sheedy, Kevin Pakulan as Lawrence Howland and Darren Capaldi, Bishop Sinclair as Oriole. Attributions for sounds and music used can be found in the show notes. Thanks to Ezra Lee Buck and Audrey Pham, our $20 patrons on Patreon, and to everyone, thanks for tuning in. If you felt a chill or a thrill listening, we hope you'll check out the rest of Astro Podcasting Network and our event.